Welcome, 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 welcome. It's the Fish and Chip Podcast. We are back. It's a new week. Stuff is going down in the NFL. And we're going to talk about it. Dan Fish right here. Chip Daly over there. How we doing, Chip? We're doing Dan. Doing me? Well, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All righty. Let's dive into it. Stuff happened last weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars have finally got a win. They got a win. They did it. Their kicker that they, uh, where did he come from? My grocery store, Kurt Warner story. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Sign up the practice squad. I think he nailed two kicks towards the end of the game. Yeah, and then they cut Josh Lambeau. Did they actually? <laughs> yeah, they did. They cut him. <laughs> Whoops. Lost um, the job. Yeah. But, uh, it should be noted they are yet to win a game on American soil. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Still counts, right? Yep. They're basically uh, England's team. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much their home field now. Yeah. <laughs> if there ever is going to be a team that moves over there, that's going to be the one. Probably. All right. As we've said the last few weeks, though, Arizona is still unbeaten. Detroit is still beaten. Arizona unbeaten. There you go. Oh, Detroit. Which one do you think? Okay, here, here's, here's, a, here's what I'm going to prop, proposition to you. Arizona loses a game. Detroit wins a game. What happens first? Uh, looking at the line schedule right now, not looking promising. I would say this week it's probably going to still hold true as Arizona's a 17.5 favorite at home against Houston, and Detroit goes to the Rams minus 15.5. Yeah, I, 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 I think Arizona is going to lose before Detroit wins. I would think that's probably a safe bet, but man, Detroit has been close. Except last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, they almost beat the Vikings. They almost beat uh, the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are a good team, too. Yep. So, I don't almost, know. We'll see. Almost came we'll back see how legit, how legit the Cardinals are. They play uh, Green Bay next Thursday. That'll be good. Detroit does or uh, Arizona? Arizona. That'll be a good game. Yeah, that'll probably be the spot where you might see the first trip up of Uh those trends. Yes. All right. uh, There was a wild game this weekend, man. And there was a lot of mac and cheese on the field. Did you see that? (laughs) Yeah, I stopped watching part of it, then I watched the ending. Cowboys and Patriots. Oh man, in in Foxborough, man, just just such a great game. Uh, anyway, New England gets the ball. What is it? Tied, I believe, or they're up three. Couple minutes left, and I'm just like, okay, you know, just work your way down the field, work the clock. Nope, psych. We're gonna throw it on third down and throw a pick six <laughs> to Trayvon what? Diggs. Max, former college teammate. Oh, yeah. You're right. Uh, yeah, you so, should know yeah. everything about him. Runs it back to the house. They kick off again. Now Dallas is up by what? Four, is it? I believe. <laughs> or are they up seven? I don't remember what it was. It was Too 26 to 21. It's like five, five, five. The next play after the kickoff, Mac Jones. 75 yards. Right over Trayvon. Yep. <laughs> Trayvon is a real uh, 
I don't know how to describe him as a corner. He'll make big plays, but then he'll give up big plays. Yeah. He's a high-risk, high-reward type of guy. Yes, there you go. But I like it. I mean, he's having a great year. Um, but, yeah, just the game flipped. I mean, it felt like New England was going to be able to hold on the ball, run the ball, run the clock, win the game. Psych, pick six. Now Dallas has got it. No way that Mac Jones is going to be able to lead him down in time to score a touchdown. Psych, one play. <laughs> and then I believe Dallas had to go down and get a field goal there to uh, – Tie the game before overtime? Is that how it worked? Or was it tied already? Uh, they kicked the field goal with 151 left. Dallas did. Nope, 20 seconds left. 20 seconds left, yeah. They so they would have had the ball with like under two minutes. So they tied it. And then they marched down the field and C.D. Lamb scored a winning touchdown in overtime. Yep. But wild, wild game. Like start to finish, wild. there was like, start to finish. I mean, there was weird stuff going on in the first half too. Like Mac Jones only threw seven passes in the first half, but <laughs> completed every single one for like a hundred and some yards and a touchdown. <laughs> the two quarterbacks combined on the first two series of the game didn't miss a pass. Wow. And they both scored touchdowns. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the next two possessions were three and outs. So it went from complete offensive dominance to complete 180 to defensive dominance. Sounds like a team I know that gives up an offense after the first series. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Cool game there, Dallas, New England. Yes, cool game. Anything else you want to recap from last week? The Vikings are the new Chargers. Why? Why? What is your explanation? They play to the same level of their opponent every week. Keep it close. Like when Phillip Rivers was there, you mean? Yes. Yeah. The Chargers have uh, overcome that now, and they just beat people or they lose. <laughs> but wasn't there something with the Chargers a few years back where it was like they always – like lost within like three points or something like that, or four points. Yes. And yeah, no matter who they played, they were close. Like a last second field goal. <laughs> Which is kind of how the Vikings are doing in this year. They're close in every game. Well, they've actually went to overtime this weekend against Carolina. And I got, See? Exactly. I got an actual stat about some, some of these phenomena, phenomena. that are occurring. Okay. That are occurring in the NFL. You want to get to that now? Sure. All right. I, this, this is like a mini segment, I guess you could call it. Any segment. And I have a great title for this. Are you ready? Yes. All right. There's actually two, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title it two different things. This is called Fishy Stats or <laughs> Subheadline. Something smells fishy. Oh, wow. <laughs> All righty. These are just some random stats that I was kind of like shocked by that like this has happened this year because it's been kind of a crazy year. Uh, so let's just start with those overtime things that we were talking about. Okay. There has been a lot of overtime games this year. Yes. Do you know how many there have been? Uh, eight. Higher. 11. Exactly. Yes. Oh. There's been 11, 11 games through six weeks of the season. Uh, there were three this last weekend, and there's been at least one every single week. Are those records? I was trying to find out if this would hit the record book. Um, I don't, uh, everything that it has to do with overtime kind of gets related to how many ties there's ever been. Like not just regular, not just like overtime games, but um, yeah, I don't know how many, like there's not even that many total overtime games in the league overall. Like the bears, I think have the most and it's like 40 something over their whole franchise. Yes. Okay. 
months. So whatever, 50 some years. So that's, it's not even like that many. Yeah. Anyway, of those 11 games, there's been six teams to play in multiple overtime games this year. Want to take a guess at any of those? Vikings. Yes. Have the Vikings played three of them already? No, they played two. Oh. One of the teams they played against in overtime has also played two. Uh, Bengals. Yes, they played uh, Green Bay to overtime as well. Uh, who else? The other four teams have faced each other. Like two, two sets of two that have faced each other at one point and then also faced another team. The Seahawks. Yes. They were in overtime against Tennessee in week two and Pittsburgh this last weekend. Oh, yeah. Steelers this week. And uh, so is there one more, two more? There's three. Three more. Oh. One of them, one of the teams that Seattle played also played in two overtime games. So Pittsburgh or Tennessee. Oh, wait. Yeah. The, oh. Tennessee played. No, Tennessee played oh. two overtime games. <laughs> they went they went to OT with the Jets and lost, remember? Jets oh, yeah, that's off. right. That's right. And then week one, Monday night game, Baltimore and the Raiders. Oh. They've gone on to play. Baltimore went to OT with Indianapolis. And uh, the Raiders also went to OT with Miami. That's right. Wow. 11 games. All right. Now we're going to get into something a little more fishy. Quarterback stat here. Quarterback. Zach, Zach Wilson leads the league with nine interceptions thrown. There are two people tied with eight. One of them is also a rookie, and one is not. Can you guess either one of those two? Trevor Lawrence. That would be the rookie. And one is not. Uh, this is where it gets fishy. Sam Darnold's had a lot in the last three weeks. He's had seven on the year. Okay. Who is eight interceptions, not a rookie? I'm also going to tell you, Davis Mills and Joe Burrow each have seven. Mac Jones and Taylor Heineke have six. But we're looking for that other player that has eight. The someone that's been around a while? Yeah, decent. Decent amount. Uh, Blew my mind when I saw this. I'm trying to think. Uh, Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Something's fishy there. Eight interceptions. And I would say that three or four of those that I've seen have just been like the easiest interceptions in the world as he's like going to the ground, the ball like flies out of his hands as he's trying to get rid of it to avoid a sack and just like goes straight up in the air and right to a defense. Like that's how he threw a pick this weekend. Like he's just doing too much. He could just eat it for a five-yard loss and go to play another down. (laughs) There was also one this weekend that went right through Tyreek Hill's hands. Yeah, but he's had a lot, a lot of interceptions. Lot he's of already had his second most for a season. Yeah, and only through week six. Oh, Patrick. All right, now uh, let's do this. Uh, what team, there are two teams that have scored at least 200 points this season. Uh, name one or give me who the highest scoring team in the league is. Uh, I think Dallas is one of them. Dallas is the leading scoring team, 205. Um, then I'd probably guess either probably Arizona or the Rams. Those would both be incorrect. Chargers. Incorrect. I believe all those teams that you just mentioned are in like the 180 to 200 range, okay. 170 to 200. Oh, the Bills. Yes, the Bills are at 203 after 
Monday night's game. All right, two more quick ones here. Last week, I did my whole point differential on how that means how you should feel about your team not based on record and how they're playing. Yes. All right. One team in the league has a losing record with a positive point differential. Any guesses, Chip? Not the Vikings anymore. Yes, you have to be below 500. So if you played six games, you got to be two and four. Um, three and three would not fall in this category. Is it cheating if I'm looking at a list of teams? You can look at who's got like what records so you at least have that. Hmm, I bet it's... Ooh, hmm. There's actually three teams that are lo- looking spicy now. Tell me the three. Uh, the Colts, Patriots, and Seahawks. Okay. Is You're it on the right of- track. Yes, it's on one of those three. I would say stick to your first instinct. The Colts. Yes. In uh, New England with a loss this weekend, just dip below the positive point differential line. And then the Seahawks, I think, are quite a bit below. I think they're like 20-something. And the Colts just won the like 27, <laughs> so that probably helped. <laughs> yeah, it did, because they were minus they were minus 20, I think, going in the week, 21, something like okay. that. So. Yeah, positive eight now, two and four record. Uh, that's the best point differential in their division, by the way, I believe. Really? Yep. All right. Uh, on the complete inverse side of that, there's only one winning team in the NFL with a losing point differential with a minus point differential. Hmm. So teams above 500, three and three does not come again. It could be three and two on a bye. You could be four and two, five and one with one big blowout. Minus point differential. It's it is still the Packers. Nope. Oh, so that first loss really set them back. Yeah, they've worked their way out of that hole. Okay. <laughs> um, who? And on the inverse side of that, the Saints really dug themselves in, like, from the mountain down to where the hole was. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did the Saints <laughs> have a winning record? No. Okay. I don't think so. Um, maybe. Nah, it can't be the Ravens. They just blew out the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers? Nope. Uh, yes, that would be the one. Is it actually? Chargers have a minus two point differential in their four and two. On oh, Chargers. Times to be nervous there, sir. How did they only score six points last? <laughs> After putting up 47 the week before. Who they play? They play the Ravens, right? Yeah. In Baltimore? Yep. That's what I always tell you. West Coast team traveling east. You never know what to expect. Most of the time they lay an egg. Not the Rams, New York. <clears throat> well, <laughs> You also got to consider the quality of the opponent they're playing. That's true. I mean, anybody can go from Hawaii to New York and play the Jets and beat them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. True. They could probably just land like two hours before kick and just walk around the field and (laughs) have some super jet lag. Yep. All right. That's all my fishy stats. Oh, I like those fishy stats. I have some stats too. Oh, you do? I wanted to look at some quarterback stats. You already mentioned one. Rookie quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence. I've seen on the social medias that like people are saying, like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is not good because he's having a start, you know. So I wanted to look at some other high-profile rookie quarterbacks in the past and, you know, kind of see how they did through the first six games. Since Trevor Lawrence has a bye this week, I you know, wanted to look at six. 
you want to guess at some of these, you can, but it might be very random. I went back and looked at six. Uh, three of them, including Trevor, fairly recent. And then they go back like eh, 10 years, 20 years-ish. Yep. So basically since the turn of the century. Yes. I'll just tell you Trevor Lawrence's since we already talked about him. He's got seven touchdowns, eight interceptions, completing 59%. He does have two rushing touchdowns, but three fumbles lost. His quarterback rating, passer rating, no, yeah, passer rating, 75.5 through his first six games. All right, here's another guy. Should I not tell you his name? Is this their rookie year or if like, they yeah, sat I'll, out a just year? Just their rookie year. Okay. <clears throat> so if they sat out, I did not include them. And if they didn't start right away, I just went to their first six that they played. Yeah, like for Baker Mayfield, for instance. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. There's no other rookies this year, I'll tell you that much. Okay, good. So, I mean, they're high-profile rookies that everyone expected to be good, you know? Yep. All right, here's this guy's first six games. Six passing touchdowns, four interceptions. Completed 65% of his passes, 1,600 yards, 85 pass rating, two rushing touchdowns, two fumbles lost. This is recent, since it would be very random otherwise. Very recent? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, First six games, uh, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, I was thinking Andrew Luck on the, on the, like when I was hearing the stats for the first time. Much more recent than that. Yeah, I, well, I got that hint afterwards. Um, I was thinking maybe like Lamar, but no, he didn't play. Did he play his first year? I didn't know all that gave it away. I didn't include him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think it was anymore after I started thinking about. It. Yeah, he started at the end of the season and played the playoffs. Oh yeah, uh, I think he maybe only played like four or five games that year though. Um, Baker, no. Same state. Kyler, Kyler, oh, Joe Burrow? Yes. I was thinking that too, but I, I didn't know if he had the rushing touchdowns. Joe Burrow's first six games, six touchdowns, four interceptions. Positive ratio. All right, let's see who else I can pick. All right, this guy, first six games. 1674 yards, 1674. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, only 53% completion. Three rushing touchdowns, three fumbles lost. 72.3 quarterback rating. Pass rating. Pass rating. Pass. This one's a little bit older. Well, older than the last two guys. It is a name that you mentioned, though. Andrew Luck? Yes. Huh. Andrew Luck. Seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. So, I mean, it's, that's kind of on pace with Trevor. Yeah. And Andrew Luck was so hyped. Best quarterback prospe- prospect in like a decade. Yeah, since Peyton. Yep. All right, I have three more names. All right, this guy, first six games, 1,820 yards, 67% completion, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions, 104.5 quarter. Why do I keep saying quarter? Passer rating, two rushing touchdowns, one fumble loss. That's pretty good. That is pretty good for first <laughs> six games. <laughs> um, Give me a, a relevant era. Uh, last two years. Oh. 
Who was even else last year? I don't remember. Was it Justin Herbert? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was, did. He was um, really good last year. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Really good. The best on this list, I'll say. All right. Here's the guy. 1,364 yards, 53.81% completion, six touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Ooh. Yeah. 55.7 rating, zero rushing touchdowns, and one fumble lost. So 16 turnovers in six games. Uh, 15. 15. Yep. 15 no. inter- only one oh, fumble four. lost, 14 interceptions. I thought you said 15 interceptions. 14. Okay. Um, Pretty rough. One passing touchdown a game. And let me guess, now he's just awesome, right? Yes. Or he turned out to be awesome, yep. right? Yep. Is that a joke or for real? No, that's for real. Who threw a bunch of interceptions early in his career? Hmm. Josh Allen. No. <clears throat> um. Good quarterbacks now. Who's good now? <laughs> All right, he's not playing anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, you said within the last how many years? This one I didn't say. This one's old. Older. Last old, old, old. 20 years. Um, Felipe Rivers. No. Um, Eli Manning. Mm, close. Same draft class? No. <laughs> Just do the other th- third one? No. The big three? Not that close. I mean, close as in. <laughs> was this Peyton? Yeah, it was Peyton Manning. Oh, okay. Yeah. What a I know start. He had a, I know he had a rough rookie season. Yes. So basically, what I'm getting at is don't be, if you're a Jags fan, don't be nervous about Trevor Lawrence. I'm sure you're not, but a lot of those internet trolls are like, he's not worth the first round pick for you wasted. Yeah, here's the thing you got to understand. There's 11 people on the field at a time on your team. And there's a reason why they got to pick you, number one. It's because they're really, really bad. It's going to take a while before you can even think about having success. Nonetheless, not even to mention Record-wise, we're just talking good stats. Doesn't have enough around him. Yep. Which All right. makes me nervous because in that one Thursday night game I watched against the Bengals, they had him running so much. And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I don't like that, but it's pretty much the only option they got right now. <laughs> I do have one more name on here. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's just going to be a, a comparison. All right. This guy, he, he started in five of the first six games, but his very first game, he entered early and played a lot, so I counted it. He In his first six games, and he had 1,442 yards, 63% completion, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, 97.5 rating, zero rushing touchdowns, but four fumbles lost. Who is it? <laughs> Gardner Minshew. Oh, my God. The guy that Trevor Lawrence replaced. <laughs> Basically the same team. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> much better. One could than actually Trevor argue Lawrence. that one could actually argue that uh, he was on a better team <laughs> when he came in. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Well, I thought that was kind of funny. They had a better defense at least back. Then. Yeah, before they traded two years him. ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did they? Well, they still had Ramsey and Clayus Campbell, and I, I guess Miles. they won six games that year. Yeah, so they were a little bit better. <laughs> 
They weren't. They were winning in spite of their quarterback play. Let's just. Say I mean, that's not a bad quarterback play right there, based on the no. stats. But there were some day, some games where it was like the only way they were going to win is if their defense held somebody on their yeah. team. So, all right, let's move on. Yep, we, we got to get segment two. That got long. Uh, we got lots of picks to go through. This is the Fish Podcast. We'll be back next. All right, Dan Fish. Time for our fun stuff. But first, one thing I wanted to mention. So last week in the game, Packers and uh, Bears, Aaron Rodgers scored a rushing touchdown at the end of the game, and he started yelling to the Bears fans, <laughs> I own you, or something like that. And he does. If you look at the stats, I think he's like 23-5 and five or something crazy against the Bears. But anyway, on Wednesday, Tom Brady was on a uh, serious XM show, <laughs> and he said, I wanted to say congrats to Aaron. I guess he's now a shareholder of the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady's quite the guy. I love his humor that is finally getting to be seen. He's not like a he's not a statue anymore. Yeah. Great stuff. How hard would that have been for 20 years to just you know bite your lip at every press yeah, conference? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And now to just be able to let it go, it's just like he's gotta be having so much fun. Yeah. Very true. All right, let's get to some stuff. My daily fantasy sports stack of the weekend. This is all, I'll just say, based on DraftKings pricing for your DraftKings events of the weekend. Also, maybe applied to FanDuel and other such things. Last week, I, like I said, we do these early in the week. I had mentioned the Chargers as a stack that I like, but I did not even touch it once the weekend came around. So hopefully you didn't (laughs) listen to that. Uh, Yeah, so I'm just going to get right to it. There's only two games this week predicted over 50 points. Kansas City at Tennessee and Detroit at the Rams. There are six buys, including five highest scoring offenses. So there's not a lot of really, really good players, but there's still some. Uh, I will say paying up for Mahomes didn't really pay off a whole lot last week. He still gets points, but he has to get a lot of points for his price. Same with Kyler Murray. He hasn't really been running much lately, but I do think Kyler Murray is going to have a good week against Houston. (laughs) Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Tom Brady's looking like a good option this week, although the Bears have kind of limited points allowed, so maybe not. I'll just get right to it then. The two that I really like, I like Aaron Rodgers this week uh, at home against Washington football team. Their, their defense is still bad. Really bad. And uh, obviously pairing with Devontae Adams, and honestly, I don't know who else you'd pair because that's like kind of all he throws it to. I, I Adam, Adam Jones or Aaron Jones is going to yeah. actually, he's got he's, like, yeah, like the number two receiver four, back. Four receiving touchdowns, three or four. I three in one game. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones is a good option, but the three of them would be expensive and you could do it though. Otherwise, probably Robert Tunyon, the tight end. And then uh, bring it back with. Uh, Antonio Gibson might not play. He was very limited last week, so I I like uh, J.D. McKissick again, the pass-catching running back, or Terry McLaurin if he plays, since the Packers are still without Jair Alexander, their corner. So, options. And the other one I like is Matt Stafford at home against Detroit, his old team. Matt Stafford just went off last week, so... (laughs) It's kind of hot. I don't like chasing points, as they say, but I think he'll probably have a good game again. But it could get out of hand where they run a lot. 
Or they pull him. Yeah. But uh, I think Daryl Henderson, the Rams running back, is going to be used by a lot of people. So if you don't want to copy people, I think Matt Stafford plus Cooper Cup and then your choice of Sony Michelle. So no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your choice of Woods Higby or Van Jefferson. I think are good options. Those last two are probably the two that I'm going to target this week. Stafford and Rodgers. And that's that. <clears throat> that is that. That is that. Oh, the other fun stat I saw. Uh, this guy named Al Smizzle. You might know him if you follow this stuff on YouTube. A few weeks ago, he just randomly threw the stat and then it said, if a home team is fared by seven or more points, more often than not, their running back scores more than it's projected. And that week, this week, there's four teams that fit that. Green Bay, Rams, Tampa Bay, and Arizona. And New England is right at seven. So if they go up, you might want to look at New England's running back, Damian Harris. So just a little, a little fun stat. Yeah, I like it. All right, Dan. Got your money. Money, money. All right. Uh, last week, uh, disappointing two and two brings me to 12 and 14 on the year. However, I did get my money line pick of the week. Green Bay minus four and a half at Chicago. Uh, yeah, I didn't think that was going to be close so that brings me to two and four on the money line pick of the weeks for the year the disappointing loss was i had tampa minus seven they only won by six after a late score by philly and then they kneeled the ball when they could have kicked the field goal <laughs> <by> nine. <laughs> remember because they got out first down inside the 10 and then they started kneeling i'm like no oh yeah, if they would have yeah, just yeah. held them on <laughs> to fourth down they would have had to kick the field goal yep <laughs> it's like a third and Two or three or something. So close. They picked it up. If they would have been stopped, they obviously would have kicked the field goal. Um, the other one I got wrong, Houston did not keep it close against Indy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> By close, I gave them 10 points. So it's like they kept it within 28. Yeah. I was hoping they could keep it within 10. That was all I was hoping. But uh yeah. Maybe not gonna go with those uh dogs anymore. I was just trying to say that's a lot of points to be given so if you can just keep it within a manageable distance like it's an easy win there's three of those this week by the way favored by more than 10 but i'm staying away from all of them all right here's my highlights of the week baltimore's only got one loss in the year right (laughs) it's just baffling to me after losing to the raiders in overtime monday night Week one, they've won every game since. They are minus six at home against Cincinnati. Uh, division opponent, I think Baltimore keeps rolling there. Uh, I just, I don't know. Cincinnati has these lulls on offense, it seems like, over the course of the game, and they don't really score much more than 20. Uh, the defense for Baltimore has been playing much better, uh, getting turnovers especially. So if they could get one or two picks off of Burrow or one or two turnovers altogether, I think they win by more than six. And then I'm going to take a home underdog. Home underdog. That's always frightening. Miami, though, after the loss to Jacksonville last week, is at home. They're playing Atlanta, who, let's be honest, ain't great. They might have, what, two wins on the season? They do have two wins. One's against the Jets, so Uh just throw that one out. The other one's against the Giants. They are favored by two and a half, so give me Miami at home with a good defense, slowing Matt Ryan down, and as long as they can just get a little bit of offense, 
I'm thinking, you know, you could lose on the last second field goal. Like, like I said, you can lose on the last second field goal as long as it's within three. You win the money there. So I get Miami plus two and a half. Um, then uh, New Orleans, another home dog. New Orleans is at Seattle. New Orleans is favored by five and a half. Why is that line so big? I don't know. They say home field advantage is like a field goal. So you're telling me that if this was like the Super Bowl, neutral field, you're telling me New Orleans would be favored by eight and a half over anybody? <laughs> no. Now, do I trust Geno Smith to put up 20 points again? No. Not necessarily, but you know, just put piece together like three good drives out of 15 over the course of the game. You know? Uh-huh. Like one out of five drives, 20%. You know, go down there, get one touchdown, two field goals, 13. Well, they got to score. 18 and a half, then I don't really know if New Orleans can do that against uh, defense Seattle. I, I know Seattle's defense is down, but you know, they played a good game against Pittsburgh last week. So I kind of just see it, another game that's very similar to that. Just two teams that are kind of kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. And uh, probably gets close to overtime. <laughs> so, all right. Those are my three highlights. And then the pick of the week Dan's money line pick of the week. Uh, I, t- I gave you a stat last segment about a team with a losing record that is on the uptick uh, after playing Baltimore to overtime two weeks ago and now blowing out Houston last week. I think Indy is getting right. They're going on the road to San Francisco. Uh, I'm understanding that Trey Lance is probably still starting for them. I believe right? so. That'll be cool. Carson Wentz versus Trey Lance. Yeah. Two old NDSU quarterbacks going against Trey. And it's Sunday Anyways. night. Wow. And San Fran is favored by three and a half. So a first primetime game for a rookie quarterback. And you're going to have to give three and a half points. Give me the road team with Indianapolis playing better each week. Carson Wentz getting better each week. Still, you know, he only has one interception this year. That's amazing. Yep. Everybody's acting like he played so terrible all year, too. Yeah, he has not. <laughs> <He's played well. laughs> so so uh, give me Indianapolis. Give me three and a half points. And I will take them at San Francisco in primetime. Primetime. I like it. That's my pick of the week. Move on to Thursday nights. I'll take the lead on this one because I've come to a decision and I'm sticking with it. Okay. All right. We are both six and oh on the year after taking Tampa last week. Let's see if we can keep that running all year there, Chip. I don't know. Denver's, Denver's at Cleveland Thursday night. Cleveland's favored by three. Sounds like Baker Mayfield will not play as well as probably a lot of other pl- key players for them. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, both are starting tackles. Probably not Jarvis Landry. Probably not Jarvis Landry. Odell Beckham is questionable. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland. So, Case Keenum, though. Case Keenum. I think this game stays close. However, I think Denver ends up ultimately winning it by 10 or less. So I'm going to go with Denver That's... at Cleveland Thursday night. That's kind of how I was leaning too. I feel like Denver is going to win. I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play and they go to my boy, whatever his name is, <laughs> Drew, Drew Lock, Drew Lock, <laughs> my boy. I, I I would probably flip my bet as soon as as soon as Teddy is not playing, my bet flips to Cleveland. Yeah, I like, think I, I just don't believe in Drew Lock at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna do the same. Yeah, I think Teddy's going to play. I think he'll do fine. Um, Case Keenum, oh yeah, matchup of old Viking quarterbacks, by the way. <laughs> yes. However, <laughs> I think Denver's missing like three of their linebackers. I don't know how much a difference that'll make. Yeah, I don't know either. They got good front 
uh, interior guys. So yeah. I think it'll be fine. Um, the thing is that I was going to say is Cleveland's got a bunch of people that are banged up. They've had an emotional year, in my opinion, with a lot of close games. Last week, they got smoked by the Cardinals. And having to come home on a short week, I know home teams on a short week normally do better. But after getting smoked, I just don't think they've quite recovered. I don't expect them to be quite recovered from that yet. I see Denver getting out to a faster start than them. Not necessarily saying that that start will be fast. But if they get up, you know, seven points early on an early touchdown, Cleveland playing from the hole, not going to be good for them. Yeah. If we uh, decide to change our picks, we'll tweet it out if things change. Yep. All right. Survivor picks. Last week, last week I had Tampa. Uh, that brings me to eight points on the year as I got that correct. I'm perfect. Uh, six for six on picks, two for two on lifelines, eight total points. Uh, there's a total of 21 points this year. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're both a third of the way there. Yep. San Francisco, you had, uh, never mind, not San Francisco. Indianapolis, you had last week. That's correct. Point against Houston. And then you stole my Tampa pick. So you also use your second lifeline. You are now at seven out of a possible eight points at this point for you. That is correct. So I got a one point lead on you, basically. Uh-huh. We both have our double shot, which is a second pick, and then block a pick left for lifelines. And uh, I'm also perfect on the air. So that's good, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it perfect this week. Arizona is favored at home over Houston by 17 and a half. I will take the Texans. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to take Arizona. I'll <laughs> give you the Arizona. Win. I'll let you win the whole season if you pick Houston and they win. I'm going to pick Arizona and I'll watch. Because you said that, they're going to lose. But I got Arizona. I am also picking Arizona. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had, them, I had them picked out when I was looking yesterday just because they're favored by so much. And Houston is bad. And the next few games for Arizona are looking a little more tough. So, yeah. The only thing that makes me a little nervous is like when they played the Jags, it seemed like they kind of screwed around a little bit and experimented. So, yeah. hopefully, they don't screw around too long that it ends up costing them. Agreed. I don't think it can, though, with the way that Houston's playing right now. The uh, other pick I kind of like this week is New England, just because I, I get, I'm a little nervous there. I'm uh, actually well, I'm a not, little bit I'm not nervous taking it, but I kind of like it. I, well, when I was looking at them for money line being favored by a touchdown over the Jets, I was like, Ooh, I might even want the Jets, but I can't trust a team like them yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jets are coming actually, off a win, though. A win and a bye. Yep, and New England's coming off an emotional loss last week in overtime. So we'll see if they have what it takes to uh, go put away a team that's supposed to be put away. Yeah, they already beat the Jets 25-6 to six this year, and Bill Belichick is like 80% wins or something against rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. So Anyway... We both got Arizona. That is the third time this year we picked the same team. We never did it last year. For some reason, we're vibing with each other. So I guess so. Bad strategy for you because whatever happens, I'm going to be uh, one next week again. Yep. I, I, so. uh, maybe I should pick New England. Although, no, Arizona's going to win, though. So You reserve the right before kickoff on Sunday at noon. To uh-huh. change your pick. As always. All right. With that, that's our picks for this week. Money lines, Thursday nights. Fantasy stacks and survivor picks. Survivor. Chip Daly over there. This has been Dan Fish on the Fish and Chip Podcast. We're on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, Amazon, most places to get your podcast. Thanks for listening. We're going to be back one week from now. Same place as always. Fish and Chip Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay sweet, universe. Ooh, ooh.